singing.
Children's Church. was on hope and faith in Christ. Today's message will be on how are we supposed to walk as those who have faith in Christ. Some churches this morning and some facing believers know very little this morning about how we're supposed to live once we get saved. Or what fruit we are to bear as those who follow Christ. We are living in a time where we see more and more people say, I don't want to be in the faith anymore. Or it's just not for me anymore. They have lost all desires to follow Christ. We're seeing apostasy increased all over the world from all kinds of different reasons, from persecution to worldliness. Even those who are running wells that stand by our eyes, you look around, where are they? They're gone. How many of us this morning thinks that we're the next that's going to fall away? There's not one of us in this room that would raise their hands and say that would be me. Right. But that's happened to many others before you. Amen. And it can this very easily happen to you today. John Flagel once said, The keeping of the heart is a work that is never done until life is ended. Amen. There is no time or condition in the life of a Christian which will suffer an intermission of this work. Today's message will be from Ephesians 5, 1 through 8. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us. An offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for the saints. Neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting which are not fitting, but rather giving the thanks. For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are in light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Amen. Amen. All Christians should be imitators of God. Growing in godliness into the image of Christ. As Christians, we should be growing more into the image of Christ instead of growing into worldliness. It should be your greatest aim as individuals and a church body to be well-pleasing to the Lord. And walking worthy of the Lord. Paul tells them like this. He says, without love, you're nothing. Guys, without love, we are nothing. Amen. We must love all people, especially those in the household of God. Amen. Without love, we're not going to be the salt of the earth. Even their speech, the Bible says, let it be seasoned with salt. Amen. Ask yourself this morning, is my love good to unbelievers? 
Or how's my love pleasing to God even with the same people that I worship with weekly? We are called to love all people. Even those who don't agree with us. Even those who don't like us. I heard the pastor the other day say how easy it is for us to not love our leaders of the nation. Like the president, the government, or school board systems. How easy it is for us to criticize them when things don't go their way or the way we want them to. He said the next time you hear a leader or whoever it is that goes against your belief, ask yourself, am I spending more time complaining or am I spending more time showing him love by praying for them that God would open their hearts and blind eyes? Amen. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 13. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanking cymbal. Yeah. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understanding and all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. Yeah. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, and thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror, dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. And now by faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. You can know all kinds of knowledge this morning. You can know every biblical doctrine they ought to know in this Bible. You can know all kinds of scriptures, but without love, it is useless. You will be more like a Pharisee than a follower of Jesus Christ. Amen. Look more closely at Ephesians 5, verses 3 through 7. But fornication... In all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for saints. Amen. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, or covetous man, who is an idolater, 
as any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. Because of these, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. Fornication and all uncleanness, which can be translated as impurity, don't let it be named among you. Fornication, which includes sex outside of marriage. Those who believe us who are not married, don't let it be named among you. If you're a believer, married, nothing wrong. The wrath of God is coming on the sons of disobedience. And it's not my opinion, it's God's word. Amen. Amen. Let me say this also includes pornography. You hardly hear these topics talked about in church. Or in any sermons this morning. But listen to some of these stats that I gathered and read. They're mind-blowing. Over 40 million Americans are regular visitors to porn sites. 68% of church-going men and over 50% of pastors view porn on a regular basis. Of young Christian adults age 18 to 24 years old, 76% actively view porn. 55% of married men and 25% of married women say they watch porn at least once a month. 57% of pastors say porn addiction is the most damaging issue in their congregation. 69% say porn has adversely impacted the church. As you can see by these numbers, this is a major problem in the church that has gone silent. It is a silent sin that if not killed and cut to the root, you might just find yourself on the broad road, leading to destruction. You may just find yourself at the end with the Lord saying, I never knew you, depart from me. Romans 6, 1 through 14. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who die to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized in Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Thank you, Lord. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, Amen. that the body of sin might be done, done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Yes. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive in God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, 
Do not let sin reign in your yeah. mortal bodies that you should obey it in its lust. Amen. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Yeah. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. Thank you, Lord. Just because we are saved by grace through faith in Christ alone, that gives us no excuse to sin. Amen. Just because you are saved doesn't mean, just because you're saved by grace doesn't mean you can continue to live the way you used to. There must be a separation between you and your sin. If there is no separation between you and your sin, there is no salvation. How often do we hear people say, I'm saved by grace and I'm going to continue to live the way I want to? Who cares if I'm living in sin? They will say, we all sin, which is true. We all do fall short of the glory of God daily. But the difference is, one could care less about their sin, and the other one will be grieved if they sin against the Holy God. Amen. A true believer will be in warfare with their sin. It will be a constant battle. They will confess their sins to God. Even when they fall down, a person following God will get right back up and keep on fighting. We are commanded to put death to sin in our lives. It's not optional. It's not a maybe. It's a command. We must do. John Owen, the great Puritan, said, We better be killing sin or it will be killing us. All of us must keep watching our hearts that we... To see what we allow to come in our lives. We must keep guard. It doesn't matter if you've been a Christian for a few months or over 40 years. It doesn't matter. You need to keep watch. Another thing Paul said that shouldn't be named among Christians is covetousness. That's a desire to have something that someone else has. That can be in many different forms. Wanting someone else's job, their home, their bank account. Even their wives or their husbands, all oh, different forms. Right. We need to be content with what God has given us. Luke 12, 15 through 21. And he said to them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Then he spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentiful. And he thought within him, saying, What shall I do, since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fool! This night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Another thing Paul told us to put off in Ephesians 5, 4. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which is not fitting, but rather giving the thanks. 
We should not let these three sins of the tongue be named among us to the body of Christ as well as to an unbelieving world. How are we going to win an unbelieving world when we're talking just like this? In James 1.26, he says, he said, If a man can't bridle his tongue, he deceives his own heart, and his religion is useless. Yeah. So you may say, how are we supposed to live then? But rather, giving the thanks to God in all circumstances. Ephesians 5, 15 through 21. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, as which is dispensation, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking in one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Yeah. singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord giving thanks always for all things to the God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ Amen. submitting to one another in the fear of God Paul is saying to the church of Ephesus and even to our church today redeem our time on this earth make it a priority to fulfill God's plan their worship needs to be sincere. We don't need to waste our time and go through the motions. Martin Luther once said, if Christ, uh, Live as if Christ died yesterday, rose this morning, and is coming back again tomorrow. Amen. For all of us this morning as believers, keep a close eye on your life. Let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Amen. Maybe you're thinking this morning, I haven't been keeping a close eye on my heart. There's hope. His mercy is new. Come humbly confess it to God. Amen. Maybe you never confessed Jesus to be Lord in your life. Today is the day for that. Amen. I'm going to read Revelation 22. No interpretations on this passage. I can't do it. So. And show me a pure river of water of life. Clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the land. In the middle of its streets and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. That leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the land shall be in it. And his servants shall serve him. They shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads. There shall be no knife there. They need no lamp nor light of the sun. For the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. Then he said to me, These words are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angels to show his servants the things which must shortly take place. Behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the word of the prophecy of this book. Now I, John, saw and heard these things, and when I heard and saw, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angels who showed me these things. Then he said to me, See that you do not do that, for I am your fellow servant, and of your brethren, the prophets, and of those who keep the words of this book, worship God. And he said to me, Do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. 
He who is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. He who is holy, let him be holy still. <coughs> and behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me, to give to everyone according to his works. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are those who do, do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. But outside are the dogs and sorcerers and sexual immoral and murderers and idolaters and whoever loves and practices their life. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things of the church. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him, him who hears say, Come, and let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Amen. That's what we got to look forward to. Yeah. He's coming back soon. I don't know when, but I know he's coming back with his reward. Amen. And we need to be stay alert and not to grow weary in doing good. Amen. That's all I got, guys. I'm going to turn it over to you. Yeah. All right, everybody stand up. Everybody bow your heads. I don't know nobody's condition in here this morning. I don't know what anybody's dealing with, but if you just need time to pray and ask God for help, the offer is yours. Maybe you've never confessed Christ to be Lord. Today is the day. Tomorrow may be too late. Still time at the office. Come to the office and get a clear conscience with God if you don't. Nothing better today than go out this door with a clean conscience towards God. Pray with these at the altar. Dear Heavenly Father, God, God, I thank you, Lord, for this day, God, that you made. Lord, I just want to come to you, God, to thank you, God, for your mercy. Lord, I thank you, God, for your grace, God. Lord, without your grace and mercy, God, there would be no hope. Lord, I just want to praise you, God, if you listen and you hear our prayers, God. You hear the prayers of the righteous, Lord. Lord, help us, God. Lord, bless these at the altar, God. Whatever, God, we may be battling with or whatever it is, God. Lord, I pray.
pray, God, that you touch each and every one of them. God, touch them, Lord, and guide them, Lord. Help us all, God, to walk the path of righteousness, God. Help us to stay on that narrow path, Lord. Lord, I know I need you, God. Lord, I pray, God, that you strengthen us, God. Lord, I pray, God, as a church, God, that we glorify you, God. Lord, I pray, God, that you are pleased with our services, God. Lord, just help us, God, to be more like you, God, and to be less like this world. Lord, help us to bring many souls, God, to you, Lord. Lord, just help us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Get back to your seat. Just take a seat for just a minute.